0: Today's podcast is brought to you by the American Society of Human Genetics, supporting scientific discovery, education, and advocacy by human genetics specialists worldwide.
1: From the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington, this is CQ Now, your nonpartisan news source for how the inside workings of Congress and the federal government shape
0: the real world.
1: Will the legislative process be halted by bitter disputes over gay and transgender rights and other incendiary social issues? Will Republicans have to ditch their stated goal of enacting spending bills through regular order? And will the Obama administration continue to prod schools to make accommodations for gay and transgender individuals? I'm Adriel Bettelheim with Call, with a look ahead to the week of May 30th. Joined by appropriations reporter Kelly Madrick and legal affairs reporter Todd Ruger. Lawmakers in Congress left for Memorial Day recess with the process for funding the government badly disrupted by fights over non-discrimination provisions in federal contracting and over a North Carolina law restricting the use of bathrooms in state buildings. This isn't what Republican leaders in the House and Senate bargained for, Kelly, when they promised to do things through regular order an open process, supposedly open process, where both parties could amend legislation, right?
0: That's not really what they bargained for, but it's not surprising given the open amendment process in the House. We've already seen in the Senate when an uproar was triggered on the first spending bill to hit the floor, energy water, we saw the senators decided to kind of clamp down on the way that they allow amendments to be considered. And so for us to see something like that happen on the House side wouldn't be surprising, but it would go against It's the stated kind of goal that Republican leadership has put out there as the election season beckons, uh, that they will allow lawmakers more chances to speak on the issues that they care about, their constituents care about, and what better way to do that than controlling their power over the purse. But we are kind of seeing that this is leading to some very difficult political territory for the Republicans.
1: Now, democracy can be messy. Uh, We saw an unusual spectacle before a key vote on a spending bill where a first-term lawmaker from Georgia read portions of the Bible referring to penalties for homosexual behavior. He didn't mention the bill that was coming up or the issue at hand, but that was unusual.
0: It was definitely a moment where we saw kind of the deep division between Republicans and Democrats on social issues. This was Georgia Representative Rick Allen, who led the opening prayer of the Republican conference meeting by referring to verses in the Bible um, that one of them calls for death to homosexuals. And while it wasn't related, he didn't call out specifically the energy water bill, we then saw 130 Republicans vote against passage of the bill. And so that was, um, that was territory that I think neither party really wanted to wander into. But with those issues on the spending bill, there was no way out at that point.
1: The House and Senate are only in session at the same time for uh, three weeks in June seven days in July before the seven-week break that they plan to take. And it it just seems there's no way they have the time to get through all the spending bills when they can't even dispense with the least controversial ones, the ones that deal with veterans programs or water projects back home.
0: And you're hearing some frustration from people in Republican leadership at this point about the fact that they're getting bogged down by some of the easier spending bills. But um, appropriations leaders on both sides – are getting to the point where they're admitting that we're going to have to get to the point where we look at a continuing resolution, which is a stopgap measure that bundles all of the spending for programs into one bill and just kind of keeps things at the status quo, funding programs at the levels that were enacted in the previous year.
1: And that would go past the elections presumably when times or or go through the end of the year or what? We don't know.
0: There's some speculation about that. Some people believe that a CR will go till the end of the year um, and, and then um, right before the Christmas break, they will perhaps enact an omnibus. There is one advantage to going through this regular order process, even if it doesn't manage to result in a lot of floor action, which is that they're kind of setting up the negotiating terms, both Republicans and Democrats in the Appropriations Committees, by enumerating their priorities in legislation so that when they get to the negotiating table for that giant bill, they'll have kind of what the House and what the Senate have agreed to are is fair game for spending measures.
1: Then it becomes just a giant triage process and what's palatable to both sides. You spoke with former aides who recall leaders using strategies in the 1990s and later to structure the floor procedure on these spending bills um, and, and, you know, to kind of clamp down on the procedure to put some discipline in it. Can we expect the House Speaker, Paul Ryan, to do that given what's happening uh, prior to the recess?
0: So that is definitely a possibility, and we're hearing rumblings from Republican leadership on the Rules Committee, which is a committee that is filled with Republican leaders chosen by the Speaker that they might start at least requiring lawmakers to print their amendments in advance, which could really prevent kind of last-minute amendments coming in and blowing up the process. When we saw the energy water bill fall apart on the House floor Speaker Paul Ryan went before reporters and said, "Hey, this is what we expected when we were going to have the regular order process. I wasn't going to put bills on the floor that we knew were going to pass all the time. We we have the possibility that things will fail." Speaker Ryan is blaming Democrats for this fallout on appropriations. And so given that, he might have a way in on trying to limit the process without having to point to the fact that there are Republican amendments on appropriations bills that led to 175 Democrats to oppose the energy water bill on the floor. It will be a difficult needle to thread because he he will have to kind of go back on his commitment to keep the process open if he tries to narrow what types of amendments are game for consideration. But that seems to be, apart from gaining some type of agreement between Republicans and Democrats on how to deal with social issues and appropriations bills, tightening up the amendment process seems to be the only other way to keep the process moving forward.
1: Todd Ruger, some of these disputes on social issues have tendrils to the White House. Uh, the Obama administration issued guidance on transgender students, including the use of bathrooms and other facilities at public schools. Do they view this as the next frontier in civil rights?
2: Well, I, I think they do. They uh, the, the attorney general made an announcement. The Department of Justice sued North Carolina over a transgender bathroom bill in that state and when she did, she hearkened back to all sorts of civil rights cases in the past, including Jim Crow laws, uh, where you're talking about the, the mass violation of people's constitutional rights. And so they're, they're drawing serious parallels here between some of the, the biggest things in history and the transgender bathroom issue. And when, when you think about it, it, it's, uh, it feels kind of out of the blue because just less than one year ago – is when the supreme court finally uh, legalized same-sex marriage nationwide and that that issue same-sex marriage same-sex rights had been brewing through the courts for for decades and here the transgender issue is very new um, and if you step back what they're saying is um, somebody who is transgender is talking about their gender identity which doesn't match their biological identity and they um they say in, in in that they are a woman, even if they're biologically a man. Let's say, and they say a transgender man is a man, a transgender woman is a woman. The conflict comes in with the civil rights laws that say you can't discriminate on the basis of sex. So does does if somebody a transgender woman is a woman, that is their sex according to the Justice Department, and uh, the states say that's not what Congress said, and and you're trying to. You're trying to change what Congress did with their, with their law.
1: The, uh, the Justice Department in North Carolina are, are currently locked in dueling lawsuits over the North Carolina law that restricts the restroom use of transgender people. Um, there's billions of dollars at stake,
2: really, for the state and the public universities there, right? That's correct. And the way that that, that works is there's a, a anti-discrimination law when it comes to education. And you can't uh, discriminate against students based on their sex. So here again, the Justice Department has said, if you are not allowing a transgender man to use the the men the men's bathroom, or a transgender woman from using the woman's bathroom, and this also includes shower facilities, um, separate separate sex housing, things like that, that that go on at universities, then you're discriminating. And, and if you're discriminating, then we can withhold uh, education funds federal education funds. And in, the, in, the, in North Carolina, that's something like $4.5 billion a year. So we're talking huge amounts. And, and the, the Department of Justice went into the university system there and, and wrote them a letter. And they're currently in negotiations about that. The state of North Carolina has gone ahead and sued the Justice Department. The Justice Department sued them. A couple of uh, the top lawmakers in the state sued the Justice Department. Uh, and now Texas and uh, officials from 10 other states have sued the Justice Department uh, over this guidance that they did for School. over 100,000 public schools uh, nationwide. And that guidance was if if a transgender student wants to use the bathroom, they, they should be allowed to use the bathroom. So what you have here is boiling up a, a legal issue, but it's also a, a little bit of a proxy fight for Republicans and Democrats and and uh, and and fundraising in this election year, um, but it's also, uh, you know, in that civil rights battle, it's it's very important to, to transgender people.
0: And we're also seeing this trickle into the spending bill process in a big way. We have both on the Democratic side and the Republican side. We have appropriators who are insisting that they will continue to. Push for amendments that assert their beliefs over this issue on every single bill. So we have Representative Robert Pinger of North Carolina, who has uh, committed that he will put he will put these uh, this amendment that swipes back at the Obama administration from being able to restrict funds to the state over this dispute on every single appropriations bill, and he put it on the energy water bill. Um, and, and that How's that would- going to wash? I mean. That was a source of deep conflict for Democrats who ended up, you know, voting almost entirely against the bill because of that amendment and another amendment from um, Representative Bradley Byrne of Alabama, which appeared to create kind of a religious freedom exclusion to the um, LGBT protection amendment that Sean Patrick Maloney has been fighting for. And, And that amendment speaks directly to kind of the social issues that are at hand. His amendment which would bar discrimination against federal contract workers who are LGBT individuals raised hackles with the Republicans. And it's, it's really driven division between the parties that goes well beyond the military construction VA appropriations bill or the energy water
2: appropriations bill. And, and what's interesting about the, the financial fight on the Hill is that the White House has said, we're not going to restrict any funds to North Carolina while this lawsuit is going going through. The lawsuit was filed last month And there's no way that either side is going to stop on this fight until it gets to the Supreme Court. So we're talking months and months and months and months before anything could even happen. And by then, the appropriations process will be will be through. So
0: and even though these amendments, what's really interesting is even though these amendments seem to be very narrowly directed toward the the dispute at hand, they touch on these larger issues of religious freedom and states' rights, which are really, really important issues for many conservatives in the Republican Party that they are very unwilling to back off of. That all points to how are we going to move these spending bills without limiting the amendment process? And so that's why it seems pretty likely if they want to keep the process moving forward that they're going to have to do something to clamp down on these amendments.
1: CQ Appropriations reporter Kelly Madrick, CQ Legal Affairs reporter Todd Ruger, my thanks talking about social issues and how they are influencing the debate over 2017 government spending. I'm Adriel Bettelheim. Thanks for listening. Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CQ Now, and you can download our podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Have a good week.